nchc.tv studios. This is College Hockey West Weekly, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Stop in for lunch, cater your next event, or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search T-G-R-A-N-R-U-D at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly, with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza, sign up for our Crunch Club at jetspizza.com and have special deals delivered to your inbox. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Weekly from the nchc.tv studios is a part of the icetimehockeywest.com. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that may be joining us on this wonderful Tuesday night, welcome in to College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Temecula, California. Thought I might be in Ontario when we did this show tonight. Um, I got swallowed up by the 215, I'll be honest with you. Um, Southern California traffic got me. I'm guilty. But you know what? I'm in uh, a nice, comfortable room in Temecula, California, and I'm a happy man. My co-host, as always, is always happy because he's in the big, beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, there's some weather coming your way. I just saw on the national news. Really? <laughs> That's it? Oh. Really? God. <laughs> just Seriously? hunker down in the estate. Everything will be good. Who? Well, I got to find one. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about any estate. You know something yeah. I don't know? You were telling me some things today about geographic uh, arrangements in um, on Long Island. Well, yeah, it's supposed to rain. Not, <laughs> it could be worse. It could be snow. But, it's yeah, it's raining. Uh, yeah, well, you know, no, you were telling me coming. how far it is from here to there, whether it's traffic or not traffic. So I was getting a well, little that does matter. Long Island, New York. That does matter. Okay. Uh, as as you know, there in Southern California, where it never oh, rains. Good God, yeah, good God. The marine well, now, layer how, ended I, today, and I saw the sunshine again, which was wonderful. How far is that from Palm Springs? Uh, Temecula. Yeah. Um, Ninety-one miles if you take the mountain road. Yeah. Um, about one hundred and four if you go the freeway. Okay, and which do you do? Um, when it's nice. And it's sunny and not dark and not raining or, God forbid, snowing. Uh, I take the mountain road. It's a scenic little drive. Nobody bothers me, and it's only ninety-four miles. Oh, okay. I, I, I... All all other times, if I can get onto the freeway, um, Temecula is like a juggernaut of traffic. Right. It, the fifteen comes up from San Diego and comes up towards the middle of the San Fernando Valley kind you of. Mean a... You mean a bottleneck? Uh, yeah, what did I say? A juggernaut. Yeah, okay. Whatever, a bottleneck. Well, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. 
anyway, it, it locks everything up coming through Temecula and you can get stuck here for 15 or 20 minutes for, to go a mile. So and are then, you le- then it opens up. Are you leaving now to go to Palm Springs or <laughs> no, no, because if it's nice tomorrow and they say it is, then I will just drive the, the mountain pass road, which is really not bad. It's really not bad. Okay. Not much traffic, and uh, as long as you keep the car between the uh, guardrails, it's all good. That usually helps. And if I leave later in the day and just uh, and just take the uh, I-15 after the traffic clears from the morning rush. Right. Um, and I'm in Temecula, so I can usually take side streets to get out in front of it. It's just one, right. probably seriously, a three-mile stretch, but one mile is god-awful. So, <laughs> so anyway, okay. Um, but we're supposed to be talking hockey tonight. I thought right. I was going to be, as I said in the open, that I was going to be in Ontario. Opted not to go there. Um, I will see. Opted uh, or couldn't? Um, well, <laughs> either or. Well, there's, there's a difference. <laughs> well, I could have pushed everything back and not done the show and just said, screw it, I'm going to a hockey game. But I'm going to see tomorrow night's team. Um, I wanted to see San Jose again. Right. And they're playing tonight in Ontario and tomorrow night in Coachella Valley. So oh, all right. might as well just go and see them in Coachella Valley tomorrow because then I'm making my way towards Colorado and then okay, and then up to Minnesota and then back down to St. Louis and then over to Denver and then back to uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and then over to Sioux Falls, it sounds like, and then back to St. Paul. Well, <laughs> that that's for today anyway. Tomorrow that could all change. Well, anything can anything can change as you right. would suspect. But anyway, so we got stuff to talk about tonight. A couple of yep. things. It's different tonight for us, Paul. And here's why: because um, we're going to talk about the preview uh, of the upcoming games this weekend, which is not different. But we're going to bring on the super fan. I call him Tom Harden. Is going to come on with us from uh, ASU right. alum uh, in one of your circles. Yeah, it's true. Alum circle true. and. Uh, Tom is a diehard. He, he he's is. Uh, not just hockey, but every sport. I think it is. He's well, yeah, but of. that's. But he is you know. a hockey aficionado. He's seen it all um, from the time that ASU has been there. So we'll we'll talk to him about not only mullet, not only the first two years at mullet, which is coming to an end yeah. this weekend, and then we'll talk about conference hockey and. We're not going to let him go without getting his opinion on what happened uh, Friday night. Fisticuffs. Friday night fisticuffs in Fairbanks. Say that one fast. Well, it's not like anybody's talked about it all weekend. No, no. When I, when I saw it, did, did you know about it when I sent it to you and I said, WTF, what happened last night? Were you aware no. of it then or was my, was my text to you the first time you heard of it? Um, you know, the, the text was the, you know, Alaska times a little different than Eastern New York time. time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many hours difference is that? Cause everybody knows Eastern time. True. I, I believe it's five hours. Yeah. That's why right. we kind of had to rearrange things for, for, for tonight's show. Yeah. Originally we were going to have kind of a, you know, a, a group thing with somebody from Fairbanks. Wrong table. Yeah. But, yeah. It didn't work out that way because well, we couldn't you know, get him lives. to quit his job. Lives. <laughs> you tried, didn't you? Didn't you tell I him, did. Hey, really? Do you, do you really have to have that job? I did try to get Mike to quit his job, but 
And he's like, really? Well, I got I to gotta try. Oh, boy. That team in, Saint, in Salt Lake City just lost again, this time to the Canadians. I'm sorry. It, it just popped well, across. Well, okay. I think they were down early, so. <laughs> How about them Salt Lake City Coyotes? Oh, see, I thought it was what they, well, no, somebody else is the Eagles. It used to be the Salt Lake City Golden Eagles. Yeah, well, no, they're going to be the Coyotes. Do they have those in Salt Lake City? Sure they do. Sure. Okay. The Coyotes are pretty native to everywhere in the West. All right. Well, That's all I'm state, anyway. I don't know. By state land. You never know. I'm just saying, there's gonna be there's gonna be a team of at least thirty of them. Well, maybe. You know. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> I I digress, but it just flashed across my screen, and I'm going like, oh, I get it. Interesting, um, because you know, uh, rumor has it that they really helped Arizona State get that building. Yeah. Without the help of the Coyotes, yeah, yeah. Arizona State doesn't get it. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah, all tongue-in-cheek, and now i got to pull my tongue out of the cheek. Um, yeah, okay. So so before we get to Tom, we'll do that about top of the hour. So, right. I don't know, 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what's happening this weekend, because my hope <sighs> is that I'm going to – Somehow push my 230,000 mile car, which is this, by the way, Paul is going to be probably the last long road trip for it. It's right. probably going to retire after this. Well, we're, so, uh, thankfully somebody can retire because Lord knows I would like to. <laughs> so Toyota dealers out there, if you're listening, uh, come find me, grab me, take me. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. It, I'm hoping to end up in Colorado Springs on Friday and Saturday night. Right. Um, because there. there's some things happening with Colorado College, the Tigers, by the way. Uh, they are looking to win game number 20 with a sweep this weekend. Right, and it's been a decade. And they're playing my Bulldogs. This is true. And I think if uh, Colorado College sweeps Minnesota Duluth this weekend, I'd like to be there for Chris Mayotte turning that program completely around the corner and winning number 20 with another well, it, set of it, games to go on the following weekend to re- close out the NCHC season. It certainly would make for a, well, I mean, we're in a race here, right? I mean, North Dakota, it doesn't have it locked up, but I, I can't imagine them falling apart in these last four games. No, no. You know, I mean. <sighs> now when you got two players of the week well, in the NCHC. Again, like I said, I, I can't see them. <laughs> what? For them Nothing? not to win it just, the regular season. It just blew right by you? You didn't even put up a fight? <sighs> to not win the regular season. <laughs> they'd have to pretty much go at, bat, you know, one and three or zero oh and four. And I just, I just don't see that happening. I think you're right. Okay. Oh, look at those um, Golden Knights just beat the Maple Wolves. Love that. You love that, right? I do love yeah. that. Okay, just checking. You know, the, um, the 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 fighting um, Hawks. So, um have Western at home in Omaha on the road. <sighs> I. I I don't. I, I can't sit here and say that 
I, I want to predict what will happen in two weeks at Omaha. But you know you know how this works, right? Last weekend of the regular season at home, senior weekend. Um, I'm sure they'd like to send those seniors out with Michael or Heather handing him a trophy. I don't know. I don't know who's going to hand it to him, but I assume Heather. But you mean uh, to North Dakota? Yeah. And that would happen in Omaha. No, 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 no. Is that if, is if that I'm Omaha? reading it correctly? If I'm reading it yeah. correctly. Okay. Right. I mean, well, no, I guess they really still can't. I mean, I guess it would depend on what St. Cloud does. But I guess it's possible that you could have a, a a trophy handed out on Saturday night, depending on what St. Cloud does. Ooh, I wonder who's gonna. I wonder if Heather's gonna be there. Well, that's my point. You know, if 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 North Dakota wins on on Friday night, right? That gives them forty six points. And if Denver wins, that gives them 39 points. You know, then theoretically you could, right, because then if North Dakota sweeps, that gives them 49. Even if Denver sweeps, that still leaves them seven points behind North Dakota. So you could see a trophy handed out Saturday night in Grand Forks. If North Dakota and Denver both sweep, so somebody would have to be there, no? Yeah, one would think. And, and, and I would, would think the be logical choice would be Heather because she's closer. a lot closer. Yeah. So I'm just saying you could see a trophy handed out this weekend by Heather in the NCHC. That would be exciting. That would be, oh, it would be if, if what, you're the one winning it, it would be. When does she go to Tempe to hand one out? <sighs> well, I, I, I'd like. Well, who knows? I don't know what the schedule is next year, so I can't tell you when she'll be handing it to whoever the athletic director is and the coach. Well, well I can tell you one coach thing: Coach Powers. The schedule will be soft because we know that. Well, yes, that's all they yes, play. Yes, home soft games. Yes, soft schedule. That's what I'm told. So, so you could, so you could see the commissioner of the NCHC, Heather Weems, handing out a trophy this weekend. Is it likely? I don't know how likely is it that Denver sweeps St. Cloud at St. Cloud. I don't know. Denver's got to start ramping it up in my book. So let's start right there. Denver at St. Cloud. Yeah, well, it's it's a you know St. Cloud's four points up on Denver, right? You obviously want to finish as high in the in the conference standings for the seeding as you possibly can in the conference tournament. Because right now, the the matchups would be North Dakota and Miami, St. Cloud and your Bulldogs. Nice little rivalry series though that that would be. Uh, Denver and Omaha. And Colorado College against your buddies there at Western Michigan. Goodness. If that's how it ends up, that is a gauntlet of a first round of NCHC tournament play. Okay. And North Dakota, St. Cloud, and Denver, as well as Colorado College, will have home ice. 
I'm not going to argue that. That'd be great. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, I, as it stands right now. Then my my guess on the first weekend of the, I'd have to make a choice. Do I go to North Dakota? Do I go to CC or do I go to Denver? I guess you'd have to wait and see. <laughs> well, of course, see. I have to wait and see. I have to wait and see when I do everything. Well, I know that. First thing I got to do is wait and see if I wake up in the morning. Well, uh, yeah, that's everybody. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm old, but you anyway. Well, but again, now you're sitting there and you're talking about a big weekend in Colorado Springs because Colorado College could clinch, could, could, could go a long way towards clinching. You know, a first one, a home first ice. round home ice. Yeah, I, and I, I don't think, know if they would necessarily be able to to do it by the end of the weekend, but it would go a long way. Oh yeah, With, without a doubt, and and like I said, in addition to that, getting twenty wins after where they were when Chris Mayas took over. Oh my goodness! You know, you want to talk about building a program from the ground up oh, and sure. doing it quickly in three years that's impressive you know for, absolutely and I, okay so let's move down um a little ways because it's minnesota to colorado but the colorado college tigers that wasn't very good colorado college tigers that's better no, no, um no. hosting minnesota duluth um i don't know what to say about the bulldogs because i expected better of them last weekend I didn't think they played particularly well at North Dakota. And now they got to come and, and what, what Bulldog team is going to show up this weekend? Is it going to be one that's angry and fighting for wins at, towards the end of the season? Or is it going to be one that's, you know, got their tail between their legs again and they're just like, eh, whatever. Well, yeah, but for that matter, what about what? I mean, CC has been relatively consistent. But they go through these droughts where they don't score. Right. They haven't quite gotten that on a consistent basis yet. Everything else they've gotten pretty well. They 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 they've been very consistent with. But obviously, again, power play, special teams. Can they get a couple of power play goals? Yeah, they do pretty good on the kill now. It's just the scoring on the power play that they need to work on. Continue, you know, and, and they have they, to. Not that they have to work on it, Paul. They have to become more consistent at it because yeah. when they when they get on a roll, they can really get on a roll. Right. You know, they 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 stole a, a couple of points at Omaha, or at least they they stole a point because they you know, as you sent me the clip of Coach Mayotte after the game on Saturday. You know. It was the Caden and Berico show. <laughs> Isn't that every weekend? And by the way, I sent it to you primarily to hear Coach Mayad say one thing. We've got I the know best why you sent it to me. I know why you sent it to me. What was I bored yesterday? We got the best goaltender in the country. Do you do it? Do you think that's the first time the you sent me a message? What? Just hand me, hand him the Richter. You don't see that happening. I don't. Well, there's too many blue bloods, and unfortunately, Colorado yeah. College is not a blue blood. Anyway, um, so that's going on there. Our friends at Air Force are starting tournament play, aren't they, Paul? 
Oh, that, yeah, that's that's going to be huge. That's going to start this weekend with with a. I may uh, have to single... try to sneak over there if they play at a little bit different time. I don't know what their start times are. I'll have to check. Well, uh, but they're not playing this weekend. I thought they were. I thought it started this weekend. It does, but they're not. Oh, playing. not for them. Not for no, them. no. Oh, they they have yeah. a first round bye. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> they're at home next weekend against AIC. So that's where Colorado College, I mean, Air Force is, is, is going to see their first action in a best two out of three. Okay. Cool. The, so and let's what see. What about those Denver Pioneers? Well, well they're they playing St. Cloud. I said that already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pioneers in St. Cloud. We started uh, by the way, just so you know, um, Air Force and AIC split a pair of games at Cadet Ice Arena. About a month ago, Air Force won okay. six to two and lost four to one. So, and is that a best of three series? Yes. Okay. So there could be an extra game played. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The, yeah. the 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 first round is single elimination, and you got Canisius against Mercyhurst, Bentley, Robert Morris, Niagara, and Army. the 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 quarterfinals and the semis are best of three. And the championship is one game. So you can okay. play as many as one, four, seven, eight. You can play as many as eight games if you win one of these first round games and, you know, get all the way to the championship game. Oh, the beauty of having a big conference. Not, not. Oh, <laughs> can beautiful. We, I love that. Can we, can we make these eight team conferences and no, have well, eight of them across okay, the country first, and go well, with that? Listen, if you want to talk about realignment, we have we can do that. You know that. We didn't have time. We didn't have time. Oh, why not? <laughs> Since when? That's kind of like if I say, let's talk the pairwise. Anyway. Um, okay, but that's see, but that's different. If you're that's that's a different discussion. I know it is, but it goes on about the same length of time. Well, I know that, but you can't, I I wanted to make sure you weren't saying that those bottom three <laughs> no. teams shouldn't be in the conference tournament. No. Okay. Um. Okay, so let's uh, let's go up to Alaska. What's going on up there? Where are they at this weekend, Paul? Well, you know, um, we have uh, Fairbanks. Is that Augustana? Yeah, I was hoping to be there this weekend for that, but it just what isn't going to be in the cards. What are you going to do? You know, you're, you're a one-man show, and you can't be everywhere. You know? Well, I, I tried to get you to let me. I tried to get you to let me use the private jet, but apparently it sparked in Long Island. And no, you have, to, you have to. You have to. You have to talk to Coach Rayboyne. Oh, Rabs. He said I call him Rabs. By the way, hey, did I tell you I talked to Eric Portillo the other night? He said, "Go ahead and just call me Ports." Um, Stonehill <laughs> is up in Anchorage, <laughs> and, L- and, and LIU is in Tempe. Okay. And we talked to the head coach from LA last night. What did. a great conversation. By the way, um, he's Go a back great and coach. listen. He is a great coach. What do you want to say what you told me off the air? I don't about him. What, well, I don't what that You said how is he still well, okay. not there? How is he still there yeah. and not somewhere else? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty high praise. You know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just, 
you know, um, you know, I've just, I mean, you hear, although you hear more rumors than I do. Where, where do you think he should be? Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, you know, considering the brand name and, and the job he's done. Yeah. Oh, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just curious. Just surprised <laughs> you haven't, you know, haven't seen it come up. That's all. Anyway, uh, we love Coach, love uh, yeah. Coach Riley. Great to have him on. I was a great supporter and a great guest. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll move on from that topic. So that's kind of the way it is around uh, our teams. Lindenwood, are they done now for the year officially, or do they have another series of games coming up? Because if they're done, it's way too early. Well, it is part of the issue with when when you're independent. You know, you can oh, that and the fact that you schedule home games and, and soft well, ones? No, no. Well, soft ones, yeah. That's okay. that's the deal. Uh, no, they, uh, yeah, they're done. I didn't realize they were done done. Well, the, I knew they had to play on the road because starting next weekend, they won't be able to be in their own building for about a month. No, they're done. Yeah, so. All right, well, we got to get Coach on again soon yeah. and, and talk with Coach Zombo about the season and the rebuild for – not rebuild, but the retooling for next year, because I'm sure they will be bigger, better, stronger. Well, um, I, I, the way I look at it is, 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 you know, I always look forward to when people start dropping stuff for next year. Schedules, Obvi- schedules, recruits, <laughs> the whole routine. Yeah, I know you, you do. Know, you know, not everybody's Minnesota State. Define, they define told, that statement. Well, they told their boosters, you know, who are some of the non-conference teams they're playing next year at, yeah. the, at the last meeting. Yep. And that's, that's a you pretty good You do what good you got to do to sell tickets. Well, I get that. And that's, raise money. But as I said the other night when we talked about it the first time, you know, when we first said it, that was a – that's a – pretty good non-conference deal there that uh, that they're playing. I, I think if I remember correctly, Michigan was one of them. Yeah, um, Michigan, Michigan, Merrimack, North Dakota, and Omaha. Merrimack better thing. be a lot better because if they're not, they're going to hurt the pairwise. Well, yeah, we know that. <laughs> you know. Um, but, um, you know, when you think of Minnesota State, they were a lot like uh, when they entered the CCHA and, you know, Mike Hastings had that however many decade long run. They were a lot like, like Arizona state in the way that they dominated and Arizona states, you know, seemingly dominated the independent ranks, but they didn't really Minnesota state didn't get the love either. The difference was they had a conference tournament. They could win every year. Yeah. Well, and get that auto bid. But a lot of teams were upset with them, too, going like, oh, they don't deserve to be there. And then uh, well, now they've earned it, though. Now they've earned it. Well, hopefully that happens again. With Okay, you know, before just... before we take a break and get to our guest, let's, right. uh, why don't you quickly run down some of the big national series that you told me about prior to the start of the show? Well, first of all, you have... Uh... You know, we, we the obviously the the Atlantic Hockey playoffs are always big. Uh, very interesting weekend in 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 with the M schools playing each other. In the Big Ten. 
<laughs> you know, I know what you're saying, but our listeners don't know who you're talking about. Well, I refuse. Well, Minnesota I don't wanna... and Michigan. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you can call them whatever you want. Um, <laughs> we just call them who they are. Well, you can. I, I refuse to acknowledge that one team as anything other. What than do you have against Michigan? Uh, no. Well, oh. not them. <laughs> You, uh, don't make Michigan. me go to ports with your complaints on Michigan, because I yeah, will. Okay, go ahead and do that. Um, <laughs> Michigan State and Wisconsin playing for the regular season championship, basically. Big okay. Ten. Like it. You know, um, it'll be interesting to see, obviously, how that, you know, how that works, uh, how that turns out. Um, people expected, obviously, Wisconsin to be better than last year. Um, I don't think anybody expected for them to go on the run like this. Uh, Michigan State, uh, again, everybody knew they would be better. Nobody expected it to be Michigan State and Wisconsin at the top of that league. Nobody did? No. Not no. Not one person? No. Nobody that you knew? No. Nobody that you co-host with? No. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said Wisconsin was going to be there. Somebody said Wisconsin was going to be good. Nobody said this. I said they might win a national championship. <sighs> Whatever. No, you didn't. <laughs> Prove it. I'll go back and get the recording. Get the tape, baby. Get the <laughs> tape. That's all I have to say. Get the tape. Quit and dating yourself. There's Whatever. no tape yeah. anymore. It's all digital. Whatever. Bring it on, baby. <laughs> Stream it, baby. Stream bring it. it. Um, bring it on. Uh, Bemidji, <laughs> is play- Bemidji is playing Minnesota State. Um, to winner take lock all. Up. Yeah, pretty well. I don't know about winner take all if it's Minnesota State because they're four points behind Bemidji. So okay, you know, all right. So, so Luke Strand doing a great there. job with that team, by the way. Having to pick up the pieces from, um, and there were AC. a lot of pieces when when Barney Rubble left. I mean, you know, <sighs> there were a lot of pieces. Let's put it that way. I wonder if I can call him that. I'm going to ask him. It's okay if I call you Barney Rubble. I'll leave that to you. I, I'm <laughs> anyway, um, you guys might get along good though. It's your Fred Flintstone feet and his Barney Rubble look. Yeah. Two of you could hang yeah, whatever. out. Whatever. Maybe you could do a movie together or something. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's bring on our special guest, the super fan and the alum from Arizona State. We'll be right He's back. There. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs the classic Italian comfort food to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Aurora Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, 
952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Gail McCarr. Gail McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Coming to you from the nchc.tv studios, ITHSW Podcast presents College Hockey West Weekly. Indeed it is College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Temecula, California, where uh, today was a beautiful day, about 70 degrees and light winds that will all be changing tomorrow <laughs> as, as things oh, typically do uh in the winter months here. my co-host is always though where it's always sunshine rainbows <sighs> gum drops everything that is long island new york um the palatial estate the road where? free palatial estate now i might say that well the only part you got right so far is the is the rat free part okay i didn't say rat i said rodent well, whatever. It's the only rat. part you got right. It's the only part you got right. <laughs> All right. And it's located next to the Bug Botanical Gardens. But Paul Hornstein right. joined us. So, yeah. Paul, um, let's bring on the fellow. I, I feel like I'm going to get ganged up on here. We're bringing on another ASU alum. But you know what? I'm an ASU dad because my daughter went there and uh, moved on to become the communications director for the Secretary of State in the state of Minnesota. So, there you go. I, I've got some ties to Arizona State, too. But Tom Harden is with us, Tom. Um, Scott and Paul with you. Thanks for joining us tonight. And, uh, you know, we, we bumped you around as always. We said, Hey, start at this time. Then we'll start a little later, but you know that by now, right? Oh yeah. Hey guys. Thanks for having me on tonight. Hey. Well, he was prepared. I told him. <laughs> Leave it to Paul to, uh, to, to keep things up to date. But anyway, Tom, um, you've been around this program. Let's jump right into it. Um, You've been around the program for a while. You're an alum. You know what uh, hockey means to ASU. Uh, before we even get into everything about that, tell the listeners out there what hockey does mean to ASU. What does it mean to the alumni base? What does it mean to the fan base? Now, really what hockey means for ASU is, you know, right now what I feel is it's our best shot at bringing a national title to Tempe, at least as far as the the major sports. You know, we're talking football, basketball, baseball, nothing against what any of our other programs are doing, but really the, the product that Greg Powers has put on the ice for us over uh, over the last uh, last few years and you know, really since stepping up to Division One back in 2015, this is really the sport to follow for for postseason success. All right. Now, uh, I'm going to sit here and, and, and you know, and, and people are going to be like, you're friends with this guy. How do you not ask these questions? Because guys don't ask people these questions. We don't care. You've had season tickets, what, from the beginning, right? Since moving into Mullet, yes. Okay. How many games did you get to at Oceanside? I got to, 
I can probably count on one hand how many games I got to since moving up to Division One. Uh, I did get it. I did get to the season opener for the final year at Oceanside. So you know, got to got to give a little uh, little swan song to the old barn. Yeah. Um. And 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 let's face it, we 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 you are the flag bearer. I mean, I I keep myself out of this. Everybody kind of knows in our groups that that uh, you know that uh, where I stand. But you are the you are the flag bearer of of guys uh, in our group with 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 the hockey program, and you know as. As for people to understand, and I've said it on this program, this is the team I want to win the next national championship. And nothing against baseball; I love it. Um, that would be my second choice, but we're the we're the oddballs, right? Everybody else says football, basketball, whatever, right? This is for us, right? Absolutely, and it's you know, it's really it really just comes down to how we've really grown in the ten years that we've stepped up and the excitement that comes from seeing those guys take the ice every night and just the, the excitement in the building. What year did you, I don't even, again, this, these are the questions we don't ask because we don't really care, but just because we need background, <laughs> what year did you graduate? I graduated in 2018. Okay. So you've basically been around since the beginning then because the program started in 2014. I have. Yes. And, uh, I would imagine that it was for you like it was for me that your phone blew up that day they made the announcement. What were you thinking? I was so excited. I, I've i been going to ASU hockey games since the club days. I can remember my dad and I driving all across the Phoenix area to see ASU play, whether it was at Oceanside, up in Scottsdale. I think we might have even driven out to Peoria one time to watch them play. But just you know, coming off of that, national championship at the ACHA level in 2013. And then the following year, seeing that we were stepping up to NCAA hockey, something that I had been hoping for, for a couple of years, seeing how well we were playing at the club level, my excitement just went off the charts. Tom, Paul and I talk a lot. You probably hear us, um, but we both feel like, and, and I, I know it's real because I've seen it, but, there's a lot of animosity from the quote unquote blue blood teams, especially like I saw a couple of years ago when ASU played at Minnesota, I happened to be there for that series. And I said, I don't think I've ever seen a gopher team want to win a series more. Uh, it probably meant more for them to stomp Arizona state than it did to win a national championship at any point. Um, do you feel that as an Arizona state fan, like there's real animosity or is that starting to wean a little bit now? Uh, with time? You know, I, I think given a little bit of time, it does start to wear off a little bit. But, you know, the, those Blue Bloods, the, the North Dakotas, the Minnesotas of the world, they still see us as as the outsiders, as the as the kids trying to get to the get to the adult table. And we're making a name for ourselves just by being that program that's on the outside, breaking our way in. And we're actually you know, really trying to pave a path for other programs like us who perform well at that club level and are have a lot of guys on campus who want to be able to play at the next level, potentially for their careers, get to 
get to the NHL or you know other professional leagues across the across the world. And you know, we're that standard bearer for new teams getting getting in and disrupting the natural order of things. Did, did okay, you go speaking. To Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I, I was I was just curious. Did did because like again I don't you know I did these I'm old and my mind shot. But did you go to Vegas for that game against North Dakota? No, I did not. I really wish I had. Oh yeah, well we a lot of us do. I mean I was just <laughs> like I said I'm not trying to. I'm not you know obviously I'm not trying to uh, make it uh, for the two seasons. Was there any? Has there been any games like that game against the other maroon and gold team last year that went into Jeez. overtime? <laughs> Uh, that, that game so far of the two years at mode is still my, uh, my top game as far as, you know, the pinnacle of what we have achieved since opening mullet, I would say the overtime game against Denver earlier this season and, uh, Thanksgiving weekend against Providence. Those, uh, those would be my, uh, my podium spots for the, uh, the signature games in mullet. Tom, I think uh, you probably saw the tweet that I put out there. It was very passive, but, boy, it hit. I don't even know. The last time I looked, there was like 82,000 impressions on it. Um, all I simply said was this. I said, here's an observation. There are five teams. This is about three, four weeks ago now. said so there were um, five teams in college hockey of the 64 that had records of 20 wins or better. And out of those five, four of them at the time were in the top nine in the pairwise. And one of them was number 19 or 20 in the pairwise. And I said, as a person who wants to see the growth of the game and looking at it from a fan's perspective, uh, a prospective fan maybe, um, I said, does that not look odd? Uh, Would you not be asking, because you know, and Paul loves when I say this, you play to win the game. Oh, so uh, All right, we're going to have to have some words about how often you use that phrase. See, what do you think? I'm the only one, Scott. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, so anyway, my, my thought is that did that not look odd to a sports fan? When you're, when you're used to seeing standings and you're looking at it, and you're going like, why is one team with 20 wins way the heck down here, and the other four with 20-plus wins are up near the top. Did it not look odd, Tom? Absolutely, it does. And just like you, I could go on for hours about the pairwise and my issues with it. Uh, and when you guys had uh, when you guys had Derek on uh, a couple months ago, given the, he gave the, really the best explanation of the pairwise that I have ever heard. So, you know, I, I get the how behind it. But yeah, really, really the why behind it is something that needs to be addressed, especially when you're seeing ASU with 20 plus wins competing with Quinnipiac, competing with competing with Minnesota for the best record at uh, in NCAA hockey, and other teams who are looking to make that same jump up are going to look at that and be de-incentivized to make that move because you know, why are you going to put a product on the ice that is going to compete with those blue blood teams, but you're going to be artificially kept down because you're an independent or, you know, 
you know, you're playing all the other independent teams. You get, you're playing too heavy of a home schedule for whatever reason. It's, you know, it, it's something that really is a head scratcher. And in order to be able to grow the game, you really have to level the playing field. So let me ask you this uh, in, in a follow-up to that. As a sports fan, when you look at the standings to see who or where your favorite team is, whether it be professional or college sports, do you not look to see the one-loss record? Um, and if you don't, why would you not? Because aren't we programmed as sports fans to, to see how many wins versus how many losses you have? Uh, you know, I tell you what, my fur, my eyes always go to the win column right off the bat. I like to see, you know, 22, 22, 21, 20, all in order, you know, a nice order with uh, teams with the most wins up on top. You know, granted, there's other factors that come into play, like your opponents and how many home, how many away. But yes, one loss record at the end of the day, that to me is the you know, real determining factor of how highly or how low a team should be ranked. All right. That's a fan's perspective, too. And I want people to know that it's not just what Paul and I think. Um, but when I look at that, Tom, and, and I'll let Paul speak again here in a minute, maybe I, no, you I muted him for a little bit. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, I get so frustrated by it because um, you look at it and, it, you know, the comments that I got back were like, oh, ASU plays a soft schedule. Well, first of all, that's derogatory to everybody on their schedule because every coach will tell you that this is the most parity ever in college hockey. So that's dead wrong right off the get-go. Secondly is if Coach Powers has earned the right to have some home games because people need to pay him back for when he went on the road with his team in the years past, that's another thing. Thirdly is if he's going to look at a revenue sport and he's going to say, Hey, I can sell this building out 5,000 plus for a weekend. Am I going to do that? Or am I going to go to a 2,500 seat building somewhere on the East coast? Um, dollars and cents says you're going to play the home game. Um, to, so that's what I say about the pairwise being archaic and old. It, it doesn't really, you know, it takes away from winning at home. And the final statement I'll have on that is if you look at Dartmouth, nine nine and nine on the year and you look at everybody else there's an extra amount of ties by everybody nearly in the league and that tells me that the parity is there and you have to throw that soft schedule weak schedule whatever right out the window yeah the parity is absolutely there that's something that uh, that i love to see is just more more competitive play across you know top to bottom across all 64 teams and you know to those who are saying oh we're playing a soft schedule tell that to stonehill who played their butts off at mullet at the beginning of november and played us to only one goal losses you know even you, you call a team soft you're you're calling those efforts by stonehill you know you're diminishing what they've done all right so here's here's a couple of questions for you um that I kind of discussed first of all when before the announcement was made that ASU was going to join the NCHC Tom and this is something a conversation we haven't had so I don't really know I don't know the answer um when people would ask you because I assume that somebody did um 
if you had had your choice of which league ASU was going to join, what would it have been? What would it have been? I the NCHC was my uh, was my pipe dream pick for what conference we would land in. Just knowing the the pedigree of teams that we would be going up against week in and week out, you know, it would be it would give us the the strongest uh, and or it would give us the strongest uh, strongest level of play across the board. Uh, throwing around some other ideas in the back of my mind, if the NCHC wouldn't have taken us, Big Ten was always uh, was always an option and. Uh, for sake of uh, you know geographic argument, Atlanta hockey was a brief thought with Air Force being close to us, and you know maybe they could implement some kind of travel partner schedule, much like the ECAC does. Okay. Um, that being said, and I guess we have to take the NCHC teams out of this because you know they're going to play those teams at home. You know, based on who you haven't seen come into, even to Oceanside or or, or Mullet, um, you get to pick a weekend of the schedule. What team do you want to see, or would you want to see ASU play uh, on a given weekend at Mullet? What would be your number one choice where you could say, I want this team, so they're coming in this weekend? If we're talking purely off of who I haven't seen, uh, well, I mean, well, like I said, the, the, not all of the NCHC teams have come to Mullet, but they're going to. So that kind of takes that out of the out of, out of the question, right? We know that certain schools were supposed to come and haven't yet. So, but if you could, you had your you had a free weekend on the ASU schedule next year, and you could pick any team to come in. That's not a conference opponent. What team well, I, would that be? I, I, I got to say, you know, based on uh, based on how this season's been going, I'm bringing in Maine. Okay, but is that who you would want? I mean, is that like your dream matchup, which is basically the question I'm asking? Oh, no, my, my dream matchup, uh, I'm bringing back Boston College. Okay. I loved seeing the Eagles come here last year, and – uh, just the history with uh, with Jerry York, Jerry York and the caliber program that they are. Uh, that, that's who I'm bringing in if I if I have one weekend to schedule myself. And if it's and is is there any team that they haven't played yet that you want to see come come in? Uh, well, to my knowledge, we haven't played Maine, so that you know that's okay. The I'm just I'm, listen. I'm just I'm listen. You you know me. I know you're you're a New England guy. And I'm just, I'm just, like I said, I just, these are questions that pop into my head and we're having that kind of discussion. <laughs> and that's so. scary. Oh, yeah. Tom. That's really scary <laughs> when they pop into his head just randomly. Anything can come out of He knows. <laughs> uh, uh, and I can but, tell you, yeah, I can uh, tell you this, Tom, that Tom, Paul's team would be his God coach, um, Nate Lehman from Providence. Just there. Paul would be, he would almost, I know, but you would almost make the trip down again if you had a chance to see Nate Lehman play it. Well, I'm, I'm talking about a team problems. that hasn't been there yet. <laughs> That's what I'm asking. I know, but it wouldn't matter to you. Anyway, uh, go ahead, Tom. Uh, I'd also want to bring uh, bring back my uh, my hometown Yale Bulldogs. They were really uh, my introduction to college hockey. Yes. And 
bringing Yellen to mullet would be uh, would be a nice full circle moment for me uh, going back and going back to my youth. Okay, fair enough. Okay, let's. Uh, ah, where do we go on this? Um, let's talk about this last weekend because uh, Friday night, and I didn't even want to joke about it, but other people have, so I guess I have to. Um, the the title is similar to something like this. Uh, Friday night fights or Friday night fisticuffs in Fairbanks. Um, you know, it was in Fairbanks. It was late night. I saw it in the morning, um, the clip, and I sent it to Paul, and I, I just simply said, WTF, what happened? And, of course, he was sleeping because that's what he does. Uh, anyway, so he didn't uh, he didn't know really what I was talking about. But, Tom, it was a minute and 24 left in the game. It was tied late. Uh, at 1-1, and then, to lack of a better phrase, all hell broke loose. What were your thoughts? Now, I'm I'm, I'm going to preface this because I've I've watched the uh, I've watched the clips of it many times over, and I, I've I've read so many recaps on what on what happened on Friday. I'm going to preface this with I have no issue with fighting in hockey. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a hockey traditionalist, hockey purist who thinks you know there's no place for fighting at any level of the game. I, I grew up in the era of the enforcers in the in the '90s and early 2000s. Ty Domi, Brad May, just to name a couple. So, you know, I'm I'm well versed in in how fighting is effective at the professional level. However, I will raise issue with uh, with the fights that happened on Friday with it being so ingrained in the collegiate rules that fighting is an absolute hard no, do not pass go, do not collect $200, you're straight kicked out, suspended. Um, going back and watching those clips, it was it was gut-wrenching seeing, uh, seeing the college game devolve like that into on-ice pandemonium. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, I don't think I. Uh, listen, I grew up in the the Broad Street Bullies. You know, I remember watching Clark Gillies kick the crap out of Dave Schultz and ending that nonsense. <laughs> um, um, and you know, so I mean, I. I what was I, that ball? Was that back in the forties? Uh, no, that was in the uh, late seventies. Actually, okay. it might have even been the night. It might have even been the seventy nine eighty season. I don't know. It might okay. have been the year before. Whatever it was. All right. So it's not like I haven't seen it either. <laughs> but I don't think I've ever seen that. I I don't even think I've ever seen what happened on Friday, with the guys coming out of the penalty box, like that. The the closest comparison I can think of that I've seen was Penguins Islanders game back in twenty eleven. There oh, were nice. multiple line brawls all throughout the game, wow. and uh, who was it? I think it was Blake <laughs> Blake Como who came. Uh, no, Blake Como was one of the one of the guys who got injured during that game. But somebody came off the bench and intercepted. Well, a lot of guys came off the bench. Fight. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of guys came off the bench in that game. But I don't think I've ever okay. seen guys come out of the penalty box. No, no, Tom, no neither have I. I want to ask you a couple of things. I'm going to tell you some observations that I saw. So when you hear them, you've probably heard them before. Um, but the first kudos I'm going to give is to both coaches for keeping their benches on the bench. 
because usually that's when the melee starts is when there's 11 seconds left or whatever and the bench is empty so kudos to coach Largan and coach powers for keeping the guys on the bench um then what i call the sideshow was when the two and i'm not going to give them their names uh just they don't they don't deserve their names announced on it um oh. They, they danced out to center ice to become a sideshow. So here's what I saw. And keep in mind, that I don't want to blow my own horn, but I'm a level four coach and a level four official at one point, which is high as you can get in USA hockey. Um, my first thing was going like, what's going on in the penalty box? Why is the penalty box operator letting a player unlock the door, so to speak, and go out on the ice? So that's number one. Number two is, what's a player thinking to go out on the ice, no helmet, no gloves, when he can't do that anywhere, even in practice in college hockey? And number three is, what's going through his head when he dances out to center ice and does a one-on-one? He's not protecting his teammates. He's not doing something because it was somebody was wronged. To me, it was just like, hey, put the spotlight on me, baby. Here I am. I'm at center ice. Uh, that's what I saw. Tom, what did you see as a, as another person that saw the perspective? Yeah, I, I do. I do credit uh, Coach Powers and Coach Largan for for keeping their guys in check on the bench and you know keeping it from escalating even further than it already did. Uh, you know, I do have to kind of question what gets said on the bench when uh, when it's either you know whether it's encouraged or perceived that fighting like this is acceptable contrary to the established rules of the game. Um, you know, the, there's absolutely no excuse for the two guys coming out of the, coming out of the box and doing what they did. I also have to uh, have to call into question a little bit uh, on ASU's side. You know, you've got a You've got a teammate in there in the box with you as you're the, the other guy there in the box. Why are you not, you know, taking it on yourself in a in a leadership capacity to tell to tell your teammate, hey, this isn't the forum for this. This is not uh, this is not what needs to be happening right now, uh, and allowing that to happen. You know, you know, well, we 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 can you know place all the blame on the uh, on the box attendants as well as uh, as is rightfully deserved because you know there's they're the last line of defense between uh, guys in the box getting getting back out to the ice but you know as a as a teammate you've got to be talking to talking to your guy as well and diffusing what's going on because certainly there was a lot of jawing back and forth between those two guys and you, know, you really gotta gotta think of your program as a whole and what this is what kind of image this is going to create for your team glad right. you brought that up because that was going to be my next question, and I got two more for you. That was the next right. one. How much of a tarnish do you think this puts on it, um, on an independent? All the all the people out there that are saying, ah, oh, you know what, the independents are bush league. They're you know they don't play with any order or consistency. Um, you know, we had Brett Riley on from Long Island, who's coming into Mullet this weekend, and uh, he's one of the most respected already coaches around just because of his bloodlines but uh, so what do you think on the tarnishment of it was there tarnishment because of this and it will be will there be something that has to be overcome down the road 
You know, I, I think there's already that bias looked at for the independents just simply because you, you know you're not in the conference. It's you're you're being viewed as not good enough, either talent-wise or uh, or discipline-wise, to be in a conference. And um, I don't think this tarnishes independence as a whole. But you know, as ASU is moving into the NCHC, I'm seeing a you know seeing a lot of a lot of those North Dakota fans who were looking at us like, well, this, what a joke these guys are. You know, why why are they playing like this? They you know they've cooler heads have to prevail at these uh, in these games for you to be able to play with the big boys. So you know we're we're going to be looked down with a with a certain level of disdain, which I think uh, I think that'll take. I mean, I, I won't I won't go as far as to predict how long it's going to take, but you know certainly. The start of next season, once we once we begin league play, there's going to be that stigma against ASU where everyone's going to think, you know, oh, a fight could break out at any at any point because they're uh, you know they're a former independent. Look what they did last year up in Fairbanks, you know, and it's going to be on ASU just to play our established uh, style of play, you know, grind out those wins and just you know just play to the uh, the standard that we have established in certainly the last two years that I've been watching Berkeley and even dating back beyond that. All right. Final one for me. And I'll let Paul get the final one in here before we end the show. Um, I also have a gripe about the discounting of overtime wins. And here's my thought, Tom, you tell me what you think. Um, I say that if overtime is put into the league in the NCAA hockey, that you are, required to play a three-on-three, five-minute overtime, then to me, um, an overtime win is just like a win. You you played the 60 minutes. You played the additional five. Whoever won it um, deserves the win, not a win with an asterisk. Uh, that's my thought. What's your thought on overtime and, and how it's looked at uh, across the pairwise and across college hockey as a whole? You know, I think, uh, you know, Comparing to uh, NHL standings, you know, you always see the win column, the uh, regulation overtime win column, and then, uh, you know, the shootout wins. I think that, you know, it's still worth differentiating whether a win is in regulation overtime or a shootout. But, you know, why not give the same weight to an overtime win as you do a regulation win and then – you know, bring a shootout win as a slightly less weight as it is, uh, as it is right now, comparing regulation win to overtime win. You know, you're going to, you're going to play these overtimes. You're going to play these shootouts when the, when the situation calls for it, it's been standardized across, uh, across NCAA hockey. Um, you know, wait, the wait a regulation win and an overtime win as the same and use it as tie breaking for you know, whoever has more wins in regulation gets the higher seed in the standings. I haven't heard that before. That's good. I, I like that. No comments, Scott? Yeah, well, if I turn it off on mute. <laughs> well, I want <laughs> yeah, right, I, 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 I mean, right. yeah, I like it. I, I like that. I just... 
I'm frustrated by by multiple things, and, and the same thing with the pairwise. I'm not going to get off on the tangent on it because we already all three of us know how this is, thanks to Derek Schooley for sure. But um, you know, to to be punished for winning a game at home is ridiculous. To make it only worth 0.8, and then 1.2 if you win on the road, uh, there is no such thing. I don't think anymore uh, in most buildings. Um, you talk to Chris Mayotte at, at Colorado College, and he loves to take his Tigers right up to Grand Forks and play in the Ralph because he he loves that building. He loves that environment. It's not that he's going up there to, because it's an extra 1.2 in the pairwise. He's going there because he wants to destroy the to. home ice. You know, So, I mean, that that's BS to me. I, I just don't like it at all. This A win is a win especially in 2024 in college hockey. All right. So I'm going to end this on, 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 a, on a much lighter note. And so I've kind of been saving this in my back pocket. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Two questions, Tom, as we end it here. First one, um, you know, your favorites, favorite threads. Favorite threads that uh, uh, for ASU. I've got to go with the Bonds era jerseys with the the script devils across the front. Those, I think, are uh, are what should be our our primary home set. Uh, I do have to give a shout out as a a 1A, though, to our our Vegas set with with devils set in the the maroon and gold across the center of the chest. All right, and as you've watched the program over the years, one of the the one or two players that have been your favorite over the seven years. Ooh, years. ooh. Uh, I'd say uh, my my top is I gotta go with uh gotta go with the uh, the mayor of Mullet himself, Joey Decord. Yeah, uh, Joey, Joey. That's the first with, time with I've a- heard that nickname, but okay, that's cool. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to trademark that too, so uh, Scott can't use it <laughs> later on. Uh, yes, uh, he will. He'll steal it. But w- with, without uh, without Joey's play in uh, in 2019, leading us to the uh, the term the national tournament appearance, we're we're really nowhere near on the map as we are right now. Um, we you know I'm, I'm sure we still would have had uh, would have had a building, but you know we we would probably still be playing independent for the next uh, the next couple of years without a. Uh, without that that landmark season and then and and you know tom he is still an ambassador for arizona state hockey i see him a lot absolutely and give us one more uh one more uh from the early days uh, early days it could be now whatever uh well i i really uh really enjoyed watching uh james sanchez play okay good one good one all right um, cool. I, I'm surprised that neither you or Paul would bring up the donor because I, I think the donor in a short period was uh, pretty inspirational. Scored the first goal in mullet, team captain, moves on. No? No, not No love for the donor? What is... I, he, he's got a spot on the Mount Rushmore for sure. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's not like... Um, you know, the NCHC doesn't use it in their promos for nothing. 
<laughs> I'm sure you've seen oh, it. Oh, you had to huh? get that nine star deal in once, didn't you? You just well, had to. You know me. I'm consistent. Uh, Tom, thanks so much for joining us and spending the night with us. We always appreciate it. That's what this Tuesday show is supposed to be. Uh, conversationalist. We love it. That's why we started it and uh, everything else branched off of it. Enjoy this weekend, the last home weekend of the season as an independent and uh, enjoy next year as a full-fledged member of the NCHC. Thanks again. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later, brother. All right. That is uh, the ASU super fan. I'm calling him that. I don't care. That's fine. Uh, that's what and, he is. That's um, fine. And and listen, we like to do this once in a while. You know, if 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 we can if we can work it in, um, you know, if you're you know, we run into a lot of people, and 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 I know that you know people from all over the place, Scott. So it's not like uh, we're looking at. We tried to get people from Alaska on for this week. You know, time zone. And maybe we will for Sunday. But yeah. But the big thing on this one is it's very pertinent because this is the last weekend as an independent right. at Mullet at home. But there's right. one more weekend of games up in right. Anchorage. We understand that. But this is when they're making the move. Arizona State making the official move. And they won't play at Mullet again until they're a member of the NCHC. And then, of course, what happened in Fairbanks uh, brought a spotlight on right. the program once again for not the right reason, but a reason. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it, it just all makes sense. And if anybody wants to come on, you know, by all means, send us a message, text us, do whatever. Uh, people find me somehow. So um, even if I got 11 different phone numbers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they still find me. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. All, all right. right. You ready? Take it away, my friend. From the NCHC.TV studios, College Hockey West Weekly, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Go to jessieraysbarbecue.com to order lunch, cater an event, or pick up a few bottles of our award-winning sauces. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group, search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com, and have us create that unique design for your business or gift-giving needs. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly, with three locations, two in Tempe, one in Pine Top at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide, it's where the action is in the resort or in town. FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Liberty University, hockey education and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app. Help others find the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the shows at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, on your favorite podcast platform. College Hockey West Weekly and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say a big thank you to Tom Harden for joining us tonight and uh, giving us some perspective, a little insight. Paul's a big fan, but he's also on the professional side of things, so he's got to be curb his enthusiasm a little bit. Uh, you, uh, you, I curb but, a lot, believe me, as you know. <laughs> but uh, Tom can just go ahead and bring it, and uh, what a great perspective. So we thank him for coming on and spending some time. And again, anybody from any other independent wants to come on and talk about their program. We'd love to make time for you at some point. There's a big, long summer coming up, 
And yes, that's sir. a great time to do that type of thing. And that's what, as I said, this is kind of the magazine show, College Hockey West Weekly. So Tuesday night's the night for that. A great weekend of college hockey ahead of us. Um, LIU at Arizona State. Denver at uh, St. Cloud State. Minnesota yep. Duluth at CC. Um, Air Force is resting. Lindenwood yep. is done. Fairbanks is in, in Sioux Falls to play Augustana. Um, uh, is it Western Michigan up in North Dakota this weekend? I, I forgot already. Well, that's, you're, you're old. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's Western Michigan up in, uh, in Grand Forks. And what about those Omaha guys? Where are they at? Man, uh, Omaha is, is uh, I believe they're on the road this weekend. Are they at Miami? Or the other way around. I was, yeah, no, that, at Miami, yeah. Okay, I knew they that's were on what the I road. thought. Anyway, it's going to be a lot of juggling depending on how the games go. Um, so we'll see what happens. That's what yeah. we're here for. We'll see you Sunday night on College Hockey West Live. Good night, everybody. <laughs>